Hey, it's your host, J.D. You're listening to The 421 Show. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hey, if you guys like to email me, you can email me at hor421ministries at gmail.com. If you like to support the show, you can go to hor421.buzzsprout.com. Or you can go through PayPal slash hor421. Again, if you want to email me, you can email me at hor421ministries at gmail.com. That's for any questions, if you want to be a part of the show, and etc. Today, we're doing Bible Talk with Sister Deb Osborne. I'm excited to hear what she's got to say to us today. And if you'd like to email her, you can email, email her at K at gmail.com. And I'll repeat that. It's at K at gmail.com. And if you cannot remember it, you can go to the website. She's on the description page. Glory to God. And you can listen to her every two weeks. Now, it's been the holiday. It's a bit a little bit wonky. We've had a, you know, this and that. So we've had to postpone and, you know, and do our shows different. But we are back on schedule. Praise the Lord. And now, Sister Deb, you're on the mic. Hello there. Hello. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glad to be here, man. As usual, thank you for yeah. being obedient and letting me uh, letting me be here with you. Uh, Amen. I, uh, yeah. This is awesome. It's awesome. Every day I come into this studio, I just like, I thank God. I really do because this is truly my dream. Right. And, and and don't tell me that God don't answer dreams and he don't answer wants and he don't answer desires because he does. Right. Because there's some things in this studio that I – I didn't even know I did have a desire. It's been a desire since I've been a kid right. before I even walked with the Lord. Wow. You know, and it's just things that I've, <laughs> and, and God's placed in my hands. And, and I just pray that I be a good steward of his word, the work, his work. Right. And, and and most of all, it's not me. It's him. It's his work. It's his, it's everything, you know? And it's like when we speak to somebody, you know, it's not us that draws them with our fancy words you know, our fancy emotions and all of that. It's the Holy Spirit that draws, you know, all men. It's the Holy Spirit that teaches us and guides us. Right. But I'm excited. So what are you going to speak to us today about? I am going to talk about our adversary, Satan. Satan. The devil. The devil. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't hear, you don't hear a whole lot of, you know, preach, preachers preach the word and, and tell people about stuff and, but to me, they just don't. They don't get the word over about Satan, and and you know, so today I'm going to go into his fall, his influence on us, and his future. Okay. And uh, you know, James, when we think about the first sin, when we think about sin, of course, all of us automatically think about the sins of Adam and Eve, right, in the Garden, you know, of Eden. But before their sin, there was a big sin of Satan and his fall. You know, right. It was a sin that he committed in heaven. Right. That was the very first sin that, you know, that, that was committed with him. Yes. Uh, so in the book of Genesis, you know, the serpent was already in the garden. If you re- read the book of Genesis, he was already in the garden, you know, and he, he fell way before he attempted, you know, he tempted Adam and Eve. He was already there waiting, slithering around, just waiting. I mean, yeah. you know, um, he was already a fallen angel. And but now the book of Genesis doesn't tell us how he fell, right? You know, so his fall from heaven is is symbolically. I can't say that word. Symbolically, symbolically, it's symbolically described in Isaiah fourteen and in Ezekiel twenty eight. Now, when you read these passages, you you're going to think that he's they're at the, that they're actually referring to the king of Babylon and the king of Tyre, mm-hmm. and but and it is it's believed that also you know. The reference is more about the spiritual power behind these two kings, right. namely Satan. So, uh, you know, Satan had his run all over the earth. I mean, if you read the book of Job, and if you remember the the podcast I done on Job, how you know he uh, in Job one six and seven, you know, tells that the angels had presented themselves before God, and and you know, and Satan showed up, and you know, when God asked him, you know, where did you come from, and he tells God. Uh, he tells God he's come. He come from roaming through the earth, going back and forward through it, just you know, looking to terrorize. And he was speaking to God spiritually. I mean, I mean, directly rather to his face. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, I don't know that I would have let him back in my kingdom, but, you know. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, so apparently, you know, at that time, he still was moving between heaven and earth, but he was already in the garden. And as we examine these scriptures, we're going to see that pride was his biggest, was his driving factor in his fall. It it was pride. You know, he desired to be God. He didn't want to just be a servant of God. He wanted to be God. He wanted to take over heaven, and he wanted to rule. You know, in Isaiah 14, Satan made some I will statements. He had said, I will ascend to heaven. He said, I will sit my throne on high. He said, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will make myself like the most high. I mean, wow, was he not sure of himself? Done a lot of you know. A lot of jealousy there. It, it was. It was just, and you know, and pride. It, it was his downfall. He, you know, he couldn't. He had a choice to be what God created him to be, just like we all do. And you know, the, the like I said, the two passages, the two scriptures that that you can read up on that about is, is Ezekiel twenty eight and Isaiah fourteen. They're really really good reads. Um, but when we read through those, you know, we see that Satan was the anointed cherub. Said you know he was adored, adorned with precious jewels. Can you imagine? I mean, he was the model of perfection. Ezekiel 28 says he was full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. I mean. But he lacked humility. Right. Right. It was envy and, you know, it was jealousy. He, you know, he was the highest of all angels, you know. Yeah. He was, uh, but I'm telling you, he was persuasive enough to convince one third of the angels to join him in his rebellion against God. Right. So he must have been a smooth talker. You know what I'm saying? You've heard of smooth talkers. Uh, But he wanted to kick God off of his throne, and he wanted to take over heaven. You know, he wanted to be God. And, you know, he was the most beautiful of all God's creations. Uh, You know, what I've been reading up on him said he he was, uh, you know, he he wasn't content in his position that God had given him. He, He was an anointed cherub. And I read up on that anointed cherub thing about, and it says that from what I can read, you know, it said their assignment was to surround God's throne with worship and praise. So basically, he was the praise and worship leader in heaven. I mean, wow, can you imagine? Who would want anything more? He's the chief man. You know, I mean, he was the top top guy. Yeah. Um, So this fallen angel led a rebellion against God. And, and, you know, he gathered all these angels together. And, you know, uh, as a creation of God, we know he was created good. Ezekiel 28, 13 says he was created good. It says, in fact, again, Scripture asserts that he started out blameless full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. And we wonder why God don't answer a lot of our prayers. Because we can't, we can't handle it. Right. Right. It's sad, but it's true. Right. Um, But God's appointment of Lucifer as a cherub shows that God trusted Lucifer enough to give him a position of power. You know, God trusted him enough to give him a position of power. But, that wasn't good enough for him. You know, he, he wasn't satisfied with, with what God was handing him. Uh, he became so consumed with pride, and so that just made him corrupt and violent. Right. You know, um, so feeling superior to God, you know, that led Satan to scheme, you know, to be greater than God and to assemble an army to carry out his plot. You know, he, he, carried, he got a, a, an army of angels. And so, you know, God, hey, God's like, hey, you know, nope, I'm 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 king up here. <laughs> you know, right. I'm, of course I'm paraphrasing and you know, but as his punishment for disobedient, you know, God cast Lucifer and his angels out of heaven, you know, hurling them to the earth and condemning them to hell. Right. That's Matthew twenty five, forty one, you know. Uh and even in, in Luke ten, eighteen, uh tells us James that Jesus likened sa- Satan's fall from heaven, uh, from grace as lightning from heaven. Right. And then the Apostle Paul alluded to, to the devil's fall when he, he warned in Second Peter 2 and 4, he warned that God does not spare even the angels when they sinned, but he cast them into hell. That's, you know, I mean, but once thrown from, his, from paradise, you know, Satan realized that he didn't have the power just to walk over and take over heaven. He didn't have the power to just say, hey, look, okay, you're out of here. I'm taking over. He got put in this place. He did, you know. Uh, yeah. He so so he set his sights, the next best thing he could do. What did he do? He set his sights on God's children. He he wanted to get God's children to abandon him. Uh, and right then and there, Satan became our adversary. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't stopped. He has not stopped, you know, since, you know. 
so Satan, if so he gets kicked out of heaven. God tells him, no, I'm the boss up here. Kicks him and his angels out of heaven. So then Satan's first job as our, as humanity's adversary, what did he do? He caused humanity's first sin. He goes right on and tempts Adam and Eve, you know, in Genesis 3, 1 through 5. And he, he slithers through the garden and he right. gets a hold of Eve. And there it is. You know, he couldn't get to God. So he got to God's children. He started with Adam and Eve. Right. And, and you know, as believers, we know that, that Satan and his demons one day, James, is going to be defeated by God and cast in the, the lake of fire. Um, but until then, we have to know that, you know, he, he, he remains a spiritual being. Right. James, a powerful one that his sole aim is to deceive us into severing our relationship with God. You know, he's a source of all evil. He has millions of demons to do his dirty work. I mean, can you imagine he took a third of the angels out of heaven, you know? So he's very persuasive. Very, very. And, but you know, there's twice as many holy angels, you know, doing the work of God, but he's still out there. In Revelation, in Revelation 5.11, it talks about the angels around God's throne, and the number of them were 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands and thousands. That, James, that's a millions and millions of angels. But so we can still imagine that, you know, Satan's angels are out there, people. You can believe just as God is at work in the lives of people, Satan is also at work. You yes. Know? He's pure evil. He's seeking to deceive you. He wants your loved ones. He wants to turn your loved ones against God. He wants to turn you against God. He The, the Bible tells us in Second Corinthians 4, verse 4, that uh, that the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel, which is Jesus Christ. You know, uh, Satan does not, he doesn't want us to believe in the gospel. He doesn't want us to be saved. He no. doesn't want your loved ones to be saved. He does not want us to become God's children. And he's seeking to deceive us all. Yes. You know, I mean, friends, there's something bigger going on every day when we wake up. There's more than our eyes can see. There's a battle. There's a great battle between good and evil, between God and Satan and the angels and the demons. I mean, it's it's a battle. And and the question is, you know, who who are you following? You know? Yeah. I mean, we have to make our mind up who we're following because, uh, you know, we shouldn't be surprised when we walk, go down on the streets and we see unbelievers acting in ungodly ways, you know, because... Like I said, the scripture says the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. You know, you see all the stuff going on around us, James, the drama, you know, the everything, just the, the, the stealing and the killing and the shooting and the, the drugs. But some people, some will never understand the truth of God's word that we share with them. They'll, they believe the lies of Satan for so long. Some people is never going to believe the, the, the truth of God's word. And people can't seem to understand, James, that oh, no man in his natural ability can defeat Satan and his demons. We have to have Jesus Christ on our side. You know, his number one task is to turn our hearts against God. And we have to have Jesus Christ. We have to have God on our side. Yes, you know, we do. He uses sickness. He uses fear, disappointments, poverty, depression, temptation, among other, other things. You know, he wants to steal your joy, your peace, your love. He wants to steal your future. He wants to be, he wants us to be destroyed in the lake of fire with him because he knows his destiny. He knows his time's biting. You know, he's God's enemy, so you know he's our enemy. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it, it's just, it's a sad deal that people are just listening to him. And, you know, he, he wants us to doubt God's power uh, to supply our needs. It, He's smart, and he knows how to get to our weak spot. He knows what our flesh wants. He does. He knows the things. He does. You know, I heard a uh, preacher one time says he's got our ticket. He knows exactly what you want. Yes. And that, that's. He is. Word. He's, you know, and if we remember, too, if we look back through the word, he was in the Garden of Eden. I mean, look what he done to Adam and Eve. Look, what he, the great prophets, he tempted all of them. He even won a few of them. And and you know what, people? Wow, he tempted the Lord Jesus Christ. Look what he look how he tempted Jesus. You know, and if experience is anything to go talk about, he is experienced in turning men's hearts against God. Right. He knows what he's doing. You know, he's he's at work in our social media. 
We need to be aware of his lies. He's at work in, in, in the music industry. We need to be aware of his lies. He's at work everywhere around us. People, He's on our college campuses. He's in the political realm. He is even in our churches. Yes. He sits right in the front Satan pew. Satan goes to church. Amen, brother, sits right in the front seat. And if you look at him, you'll probably see him up shouting over the church. Yeah. He is seeking to de- to divide and destroy. You right. know, he, he goes to church. He does. Some, some people don't believe that. But, um, you know, we can't fall for Satan's lies. Uh, please, please, people, remember that we're children of God. He loves us. He's with us. He walks every step of the way with us. Yes, he does. We have to keep our eyes on him, James, and never leave him because he's never going to leave us. You know, we cannot give in to Satan's temptations. No, we cannot. We cannot let him get a foothold in our life. We have to be on the lookout for Satan because, you know, people I read somewhere that he can't hear our thoughts. But you know what? He can definitely hear our words. He will try to plant things in your thoughts just so he can hear it come out of our mouths. He sits with us long enough that he even knows our actions sometimes speak louder than our words. Right. That's that's important. We have to watch what we say because, you know, uh, we have to be fast to think and slow to speak. And I have to pray to the Lord about that sometime. I really do. I have to pray to the Lord to help, help me bridle my tongue. Uh, and, and also, he's a matter of disguise. James, he comes looking normal. He comes looking normal to us like our friend, our family member, even our significant other. Put his arms around us and pray, pat us on the back. Hi, how you doing? I love you, sister. But people, just because it looks good doesn't mean it's God. Right. Doesn't mean it's God. You know, he, he, the Bible says we have to know those that labor among us, you know. Um. You know, people, children of God, one day we are going to enjoy heaven without the pain and and without the heartache of sin. We will be free someday. But until then, you know, Satan knows his time's almost up. So, you know, we are going to be in a, a spiritual battle with him daily. When we the, the, Every day that we live in this world of lies and opinions and views uh, that go against God's word, we are going to be in a spiritual battle. But we have to just keep looking to God, people, and don't give up. Jesus said in John 10, 10, that the thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. He said, I come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. People, through Jesus' death on the cross and the forgiveness of your sins, he offers us an abundant life of joy, peace, love. And, and, and you know what? Biggest thing, a future in heaven with him. And Satan ain't taking us nowhere but hell. You know, God said, no for, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So he got his promise to be right there beside of us, James, every step of the way. Yeah. Deuteronomy 28, 7 tells us that they will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. That's a promise right there. That's a promise from God right there, you know. But that's that's just some of the stuff that that Satan does. He's not going to stop. He's not going to stop till he till he tries to deceive as many as he can. And the times that's getting ready to come up on us, James, is going to be bad. And he's 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 you know he's already loose. Well, we think it's but, bad now. Right. It's going to get worse. We've not seen nothing yet. You know. Uh, and finally, people, Revelation twenty ten tells us how it's all going to end for Satan and his demons. It says, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's his home. He's headed there. He knows it. And he's trying to take every single body that he can with him. And people, those of who, don't, who, don't, who do not follow God, those who reject God and follow Satan, their end's going to be the same as Satan's in the lake of fire. And this is so sad. James, it's so sad. And I don't want to see nobody go to hell. I don't want to see nobody go to hell. But that is the word of God. That is the word of God. And it hurts me to my heart to have to talk about, even think about people going to hell. And But I have to be faithful and get it out there. I have to try to tell people, this is where you're heading. If you don't want your home to be in heaven and paradise with the Lord, there's only one other option. It's hell. It's hell. You know, yeah. and it makes me so Man. sad. You know, he 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 gives us an option. He gives us free will. He gives us a way that we can turn our lives around and give our life to the Lord and follow God instead of following Satan to that lake of fire. I mean, 
people listen to me, listen to me, please. If Satan can talk to angels out of heaven, you best believe he can talk us into hell. All he has to do is throw you a big enough bone and you just go gnaw on it. Don't be fooled. I mean, you know, 1 Peter 5 and 8 tells us to be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking to whom he may devour. Have you ever, I I got to thinking, uh, James, about that word devour. Yeah. Have you ever seen animals devour something when they haven't eaten? Yes. Have you ever seen like, I've I've thrown little pieces of thing down in a, a fish pond one day. and I mean, it was just like, whoosh. You know, and and you read, you see about these piranha, and they you throw a piece of meat out there, and they just, I mean, he 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 wants to do that to us. Yeah, I watched my dog devour my wall the other day, <laughs> and she, she ate a big hole in it. it. It's a it's a sad thing that that's what he wants to do. He wants to devour us. He, just, he yeah. wants to to tear us apart piece by piece, and have us to deceive the Lord. He 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 just, you know. That that devourer, man, I just could not get over that word when I read that. But it's mutilation. It's it's just utter destruction. Right. It it's nothing that the mind can actually conceive. Right. It's it's I I mean, I, I was thinking of like devour. Man, that is a big word. Yeah. Devour. I mean It's to tear something apart. Peace. Yeah. And that's exactly peace, what the, the Satan wants us to wants to do to us. Yeah. He wants to tear us apart. A little bit at a time, he started on our family, started on our friends, started on our ministry. He he'll start on anything that we open our, we give him a foothold to do. You know, you know, a lot of people don't realize he's not playing a short game. This is a long game. He knows where he's going. He knows. He knows where he's. There's no he's, doubt or unbelief in him. He knows exactly what's coming. He knows exactly what to do. Right. You know? But and we can't be fooled. I'm telling you. But you know what though? God also said in Luke ten nineteen. He said, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. He said, In all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Praise the Lord. There's our promise right there. All we got to do is reach out our hand, James. Put our hand in God's and let him lead us. You know, we, we can't uh, we can't miss. If we miss heaven, we've missed it all. You know, if we sit around here and we play and we we play with the devil and we play the little games that he wants us to play and, you know, and we take our final breath, it's over. Yes. We have no more time to say, God, forgive me. We have no more time to say, God, be in, come in my heart, cleanse me. And, and we have no more time to rebuke Satan. We play games with him. The time is now. Right. While we're living and breathing, it's now. Right. Um, You know, we... Like I said, if we miss heaven, we miss it all. And if we wait and, and we, you know, if we wait around and we wait around and, you know, when Jesus Christ comes and he splits those eastern skies, it's too late, James. It's too late. I just I just want to advise people out there today to, to know, James, that he's out there and he's running to and fro. He hasn't stopped. He has not stopped since the very first day he tempted Adam and Eve. He knew what to do and he did it and they fell for it. And he tries to do that every to every one of us, right? To every one of us, and I'm telling you, people, we need to grab a hold of the Lord right now at times such as this. We need to grab a hold of the Lord and hold on to His hands and hold on tight, right? Because He's not going to let go. Yeah, I don't care how long you've been in the Lord; He He still tries to gnaw at you all the time. I don't care how strong you are in the Lord. Right. Without the Lord, you're weak and you're nothing. That's it. That's it. I thank God, you know, that we we uh, are empowered by Christ to be able to have the final say in our lives. I thank God that, that, that God gives us that power, that we can say, get behind me, Satan, that we can rebuke him and tell him, get behind me in the name of Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, but, you know, Jesus said when he came out of the grave, what did he say in Matthew? He said, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. And that means the devil ain't got no power. He only has what we let him have. He only has the power that we let him have. Jesus said, all power is given to me in heaven and earth. Right. That means he's going to whoop Satan's butt one of these days. <laughs> he's coming, James, and he, he's going to take over. But we have to hold on to, to God. We have to put our hand in his and hold on. He already took the keys in death and hell away from him. Right. He ain't got nothing no right. more. And he knows that he, you know, he, he's, he, he's sold up and he knows his time is short. 
And that's why he runs to and fro around, you know. And like I said, he comes at us through in disguise. We, we, you know, we have to watch and know those that labor among us and watch what we say and places we go and things we do. And I mean, me, I have to even ask the Lord the other night for watching some stuff on TV I shouldn't have been watching. You catch yourself, you know, just the other night. I'm watching this movie I've been wanting to watch for a while. And it just all of a sudden, it's a little clip of this, a little filth or they say uh, something vulgar or against the Lord, you know, as far as uh, vulgar, vulgarness or, right. you know, and you're just like, you, you cringe, but you're like, okay, hopefully it won't say it again. And you just know in your spirit, you got to turn it off. Right. I I, I know. You're I, like, man, this is something I wanted to watch. You know, this seems like a pretty interesting movie and nope, can't watch it, you know, because of the vulgarness and because of the language, you know, and then just. Over top of that, the blasphemy they they do against the Lord, using the Lord's name in vain. I mean, it's just this like that little prick you feel in your heart. That's the Holy Spirit saying you need to stop. Right. You know, hey, I've done it. I'm gonna be my I'm, sister Deb. I'll be the first one to tell you. you I, I had to ask the Lord to forgive me the other night for listening to some stuff I didn't need to be listening to. I I, I watch a lot of reality stuff on TV. I don't I don't have cable, so I watch a lot of reality stuff on YouTube. Right. And I'm sure you've heard of Hardcore Pawn. Mm, probably not. Well, it's where they, uh, it's a pawn shop somewhere. And yeah. People take stuff in there and want to pawn it. And oh, okay. The people that own it, they'll, these people are bring necklaces and bracelets and rings and they'll say, man, I want a thousand dollars for that. And they, oh, okay. You know, I think they paid 25 at somewhere. And, and, <laughs> and these people, you know, these pawn shop people are like, man, we, we, no, I'm sorry, man, we can't. Right. And people won't take no for an answer. Then they start screaming and fighting. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, just the violence alone, the act of violence. Let's just say, for instance, they don't use any language or anything. Just that that spirit of violence, <laughs> you're allowing that into your home. I am almost at the point right now in my life that I honestly would, I won't sell my TV because I don't want to put it in somebody else's hands. You know, that violence and filth. I'll just go out and shoot it with my shotgun right? for target practice. I'm at the point now I'm almost, you know, like there's some things that I like to watch uh, as far as documentaries uh, or educational purposes. You know, I do. <coughs> I do watch. But um, I just, right now I'm watching Andy Griffith. <laughs> and there, there's some shows on Andy Griffith. I'm like, Lord, I didn't know this. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, Ugh. right? You know, but I just. It's getting to the point now that where you can't even have nothing entertaining in your home without it being something. Right. And those part of the schemes and the devil does. Well, it's just a matter of listening to him. You know, I got up first thing this morning and I, I try to get up and and the first thing I usually try to do is I try to have communion and start my day off talking to the Lord. Right. And I sat down at my desk and I poured my little thing of, of juice and I got my cracker ready and I have no idea what I touched on my desk. Okay, still don't know what I touched. Probably but never will. Next thing you know, <laughs> I turned, looked around, and there was my little old, my my little cup of juice was going everywhere, all up under my printer. And I had to oh no! And I'm like, oh my gosh! First thing, man, first thing. So, I, I you can't even. I, I like the online shop. I hate to say it, but I do. I like the online shop. You know, I like to get bargains. You know, everybody does. But there's, you know, there's this. Uh, I guess it's very famous outlet place. You know, from China. Everybody knows who it is, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm not sponsoring them if you want to know, but I do. I'll be honest with you. They got some cheap stuff and some stuff that I use for the studio. Well, I'm flipping through, you know, just through the categories and then, and I'm like, oh, there's this stuff is filthy. I mean, it's pure out pornographic vulgarness just on a shopping center. And I'm like, I can't even do this no more right. because it, it's, it's affecting, you know, I don't want that in my home. I don't want that in my life. Right. And it's just like. Well, he knows. He knows, James, what he can do. He knows the areas in our life that he can try to place himself in. I love technology. And, but you can't even, I can't even enjoy it sometimes because of the, you know, the filthy minds that people's got. I just, uh, I just, I hope, I hope people listen to what I was saying and, and understand what I was saying because um, people need to open up their eyes, James, and realize that he's out there. He's out there and he's trying every single day 
that he can to deceive as many as possible. And it's going to get worse. We think it's bad now. We've not seen nothing for that's getting ready to come upon us. There is coming a time that if you are not ready, you are going to fall. Right. I don't care how much strong of a Christian you think you are. There is going to come a time that when he does like the bridegroom and he comes for him and he says, it's time. You know, there was a, Talking about falling, I mean, at one point in time, uh, I gave my life to the Lord when I was probably, the first time I gave my life to the Lord, I was probably a sophomore in high school. And so I was young. I was young in the Lord. Um, But I'm telling you what, man, I I hit the road running, worshiping God and getting in the Bible and praying. And man, I stayed in my bathroom praying. I I was, like I said, I I was a sophomore, I think. And... Man, I used to shout all over the church house. Loved it. Loved going to church. Couldn't wait to get to the house of God. My Bible, man, I, I've still got that little Bible. It's all rolled up and scratched up where I marked in it. Yeah. So, and you know, uh, somebody came to me and they they said they needed to pray for me one day. And it was a this lady was a prophesier. She prophesied, and you know, she told me that the Lord the Lord spoke to me through this lady, and he he said that I needed to be prayed up. That that the, that my adversary, the devil, was getting ready to start on me big time, and you know, I thought I was prayed up, James. I don't think we can ever get prayed up enough, you know. Right. That he's not going to try to do whatever he can do, you know what I mean? Right. But uh, I thought I was prayed up, and you know what? I wasn't, and I fell after I'd served the Lord, uh, two almost two years maybe. I served the Lord with everything in me, everything in me. I put everything that I had into it, prayed constantly, stayed in the, my bathroom was my prayer room, stayed in there praying. And that wasn't enough. That sounds like the church. And I'm not, I'm just saying, because I'm at fault too. Uh, That sounds like the church of Ephesus and, you know, Revelations, they walked away from their first love. You know, when you first get saved, you're so gun ho. You know, I pray, I read my Bible. Even I was sitting the other night and I was like, okay, I'll do that one day. But not realizing I heard this message just last night. Okay, I'll do that one day. That's one of those little schemes that the devil puts into you one day. Okay, I'll do this tomorrow. I'll do this one day. I'll do this the next day. Well, you know, tomorrow's not promised to us. Right. Lord says now is the day, is the day of salvation. We are to come back today. and do our first works over right. again. You know, come back to our first love. And what is our first love? It was Christ. Right. You know, how I was so on fire, even me coming back, you know, as a born, you know, from walking away from the Lord and walking over his blood, the Lord really gave me another chance and I'm so grateful for it. But if I'm not careful, I can fall right off of that edge again, just as quick as I got back. Oh, yeah. Just for simple fact, oh, I'll just do that tomorrow. Okay, I'll start praying harder tomorrow. I'll start back my first love tomorrow. Right. You, tomorrow's not promised, Deb. Right, right. And some people I don't think understand that. What if he knocks on your door tonight at midnight and says, "Okay, it's time for you. You're you're done. Right. You know, you 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 die tonight, James. This is your this is your night to die. You you don't have no more. You got one minute. And I I can be honest with you. I've been in situations in my life when it becomes life and death that I f- did not think of Christ. I did not think of Jesus. Right. I thought only of myself, right. how to save my life instead of, you know, dying to the flesh. I, and, right. and it's the truth. You know, I've been in situations where I was like, I, I got in a car accident. All I could see was me froze. My mind froze. My mouth froze everything. I hit a tree head on almost going 50 miles an hour. Right. I hit it dead on. I could not think of nothing else but myself or what was in front of me. And I didn't think Right. it didn't matter if I had Christian music played on the radio. That's not going to get me into heaven. But, you know, I have to say, you know, I had a dream. It's been a couple months ago. I had a dream that the enemy worked through my mind here for a month or so ago. Right. He worked through my mind in dreams. He brought, I had a lot of dreams. And in this one dream, somebody shot me in the head. Oh, geez. I know. And, and, uh, 
in my dream, I was I was standing under we it was a mushroom like thing, and there was all kinds of little holes, and there was all kinds of uh, lights around, and in this one little hole, there was a shotgun barrel coming out of it, and I seen the silhouette of someone behind it, and they shot me in the left side of my head. Oh. And the first thing I knew, and 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 in my dream, now I'm standing there in my dream, I'm bleeding, and I'm like, I'm getting ready to die. And the first three things I said was, God forgive me my sins, God forgive me my sins, God forgive me of my sins. I got it out three times before I woke up, but I knew I was getting ready to die. I knew I was on my way out of here. Oh yeah, and I wanted to make sure, so I asked God, God forgive me of my sins, and I asked God to forgive me daily, man, several times a day. I'm like Paul. There, there is not a point in my life where I, I can't, I can't even go on with the next day. I have to say, Lord, forgive me today. Me too, me too. and I do it quite a bit. And in my dream, that's what I done. I, and I managed to get it out three times. And after I said that third time, I ended up waking up. So I didn't really see myself fall or anything. Because in my dream, I was still standing there straight up. And, and and I knew she had shot me in my head. And I'm like, and that that's how the devil come to me like that. And I'm like, wow. And he brought me in, into a few a couple of different dreams like that about a month ago. I tell you, you're talking about dreams. This this has come to me. I when I when I came back to the Lord, I had this I had this dream about the church. And my mom's done passed away, but she was in this dream. But I guess that had a lot to do with, you know, I'm missing my mom, you know, because she was a uh, she was a big help to me. She was somebody I didn't speak to. Right. But we were sitting in church, and there was this guy got up on the pulpit, and we're sitting in the pulpit. We're we're not too far from it, and pretty much about where we would have sat if we went to church together. And this guy got up there, and he walks up on the stage, and Jesus is over on the same pew as before. So I look up, and all of a sudden, this guy's naked. And and I knew exactly what it is. It's we're, The church is getting ready to get into the stage that their sin's about to be revealed upon the rooftop. And that's what nakedness is. It's the sins, you know, with that, like with Adam and Eve. You know, all this stuff is about to be shouted up on the rooftop. And if you don't have your sins covered under the blood of Christ, you're going to be found out. Right. So, right. I mean, that's just like, you know, all these schemes and stuff, everything that the devil had planned, it's coming to a head. Yeah. Because he knows. He knows his destiny. Go ahead. He, he knows. He knows his destiny. He knows where he's headed. And and like I said, you know, he wants to take anything and everybody with him that he can. And that that's why I, I just want to try to get it out there to James and I. I just want people to see and open up their eyes and realize if you have not got yourself right with God today, people, I urge you, I urge you to talk to the Lord wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. Talk to God. Give him your life. Invite him into your heart because... Things are not going to get any better. I don't care what preachers get on on TV and tell you. It is not going to get any worse. None of us are going to get out of this alive anyway. No. It's our choice as to whether we're going to go to a better home and in paradise. We're in a society that everybody wants to live longer, prosper as much as they possibly can, and that's not what it's all about. It's not. Now, God does bless his children you know, with prosperity and longevity, but that is not what it's all about. No. And, and and I urge you, if you're out there, if you don't know Christ or you've walked away from Christ and you do know them, all you have to do is say, Lord, forgive me. Say these simple few words. I believe on you, Lord. I believe you are the son of God. Right. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. Amen. You know, come into my heart, Lord, forgive me. Just call upon the name of the Lord. And and I promise you, he'll he'll come into you. He'll cleanse you. Believe, yeah. Find you a church. Yes. Get somewhere. Start worshiping the God and people above all things. Get in that word. Yeah, the yeah. word. It, you know, above. You know, get into the word of God. You know, Christ was tempted. You know, and you know, coming off the fast. You know, turn these breads into stone. You know, we're not to live by bread, just by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And, and and the devil's tempting on us, but we're eating of the world, but we're not eating of the bread of life. Right. We're not eating from God's table. You know, in Psalms 23, Lord, it said he, 
he he spreads out a table for us. But all we have to do is eat from that table instead of eating from the world's table, and we'll be okay. Right. But no, we insist by lust, desire, you know, jealousy. You know, I'll even take it a, a step further. You look at our society today, and they're so wrapped around sports, competitive. You know, we have, you know, if we're so competitive, one of the falls of Satan, he wanted to be competitive against God. Right. You know, rule the kingdom. What do we live in a society today that throws the football, the basketball, you know, baseball, and there's so much activity in sports and trying to fight against your brother in church. And like I said in my dream, the we've got churches fighting against each other to say, I'm better than you. You're better than me here. I'll show you or I'll do my own thing. And I don't want to help you. I don't want to work with you. And you know, that spirit of competitiveness is coming to the church and it's corrupted. us. And Lord's like, I'm getting ready to shout on the rooftop. If you're not ready, it's going to happen. Right. Praise the Lord. It's, that was a wonderful message. I'm, I'm, you still got more? No, that was that was it. You sure you ain't got more? Because I I really do enjoy that. I really I, do. Uh, I just wanted to get it out there. I just wanted people to see and understand that you know he's out there. Yes, he is. I, don't let nobody tell you he's not because he is. He started with Adam and Eve, and he hasn't stopped, and he's not going to stop. Right. He wants us to burn in that lake right along with him. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to the lake of fire. Oh. I want to walk in heaven, in paradise. The fire alone would, you know, should deter you right. from even wanting right. to go. I'm gonna tell you what, James. A couple of years ago, I was mowing my grass, and uh, and I the lawnmower died on me or something, and I bent over and I put my hand on something. I don't know what it was, what I touched on that lawnmower, but my three fingers, the first three fingers of my right hand, was just blistered. I mean, son, I felt pain before in my life. Yeah. But that was the worst. Oh, my gosh. And you know, the first thing I thought of, hell is going to be hot. That's going to be hotter, yeah. I thought of, man, hell is going to be hot. I can imagine. I put a skillet in the oven one time and and pulled it out with my hand and put it on the oven. I mean, put it on the stove. So everybody knows how long it takes to put some. And the time I felt the pain was the time I laid it on top of that stove. And I'm like, oh, the pain was unreal. But I looked down. I've got nothing on my hand. Twice that's happened to me. I'm really dumb, folks. And man, did they hurt. And I think I even said to the Lord, you know what? I even said to the Lord, I think when I was praying or maybe the next, I said, God, maybe people need to burn their three fingers. Yeah. And let them feel what that burning is like. And it's going to be way more than what that burn on my fingers was. Unless they truly, I've said that a a million times, but knowing myself, as close as I was to dying when I walked away from God. You know, I had to see my heart first. Right. And if you're out there, I I walked away from God. I walked over the blood. I walked away from the anointing. I walked away from it all. I said, forget it. I'm not going to do it no more. This is not my thing. And I could have died that instant. Right. And I had a dream. We was talking about dreams. You know, I had a dream that, very shortly, I uh, I just tell you like it is. You know, I had the dream that I was standing, and all of a sudden I was covered with blood from head to toe, not the blood of Christ. As soon as I woke up, I knew exactly what that dream went. I had the blood of men on my hands. Right. You know, I had. You know, I walked away from God's calling. You know, I, I had blood on my hands. You know, just not on my hands. I was I was bathing in it. Wow. And. Uh, and there's two types of blood that needs to be, you know, that that's going to be applied to man. It's going to have the blood of man or you're going to have the blood of Christ. You know, it's like the two thieves that hung on the cross. One was covered by the blood of Jesus. Right. And we entered into the other, you know, into heaven. And the other one was covered by the blood of man, by sin. Right. And where did he go? To hell. Right. And that's what's going to happen with the world today. It's, 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 it's your choice. Right. You know, you, you could sit here and you could debate scriptures all day long. Right. You could say you could say the Bible contradicts itself. You know, the first thing, though, you need to know that if you're not saved is you're not going to understand that word until the Holy Spirit comes within, right. you know, comes in you and it gives you that understanding. 
So you're sitting there and you're not saved. You're trying to understand that word. You're not going to. What you need to understand is that you are lost and you don't know Christ. Understanding. Yeah. Gives you the understanding. So when you get that understanding, then that word, there's no, there's, it's a mystery to the unsaved, but he says he'll give it to you freely. If you give your heart over to Christ, if that, you know, if you want to know the truth and say, Lord, show me, forgive me of my sins. Let's, let's go with, let's, and I guarantee you, he'll he'll take your word, and you know, because his word is bond, and he takes our word to heart too. So if you say, "Lord, show me, forgive me of my sins," let's go with this. Right. And you know, if you're claiming to be atheist and you say there's no deity, you know, hey, I I I, I challenge you. Right. You know, say those few simple words. Say, "Lord, forgive me. Show me that you're real. Open that word of God, and I promise you, with all of my whole heart, with no doubt, with no unbelief." that the word will be revealed to me right. or I meant revealed to you. And then you got another choice. Are you going to serve them or are you going to walk away? Right. And I'm so thankful that God chose me and took me back after walking away. I walked away. I mean, Deb has to. I did too. I, I walked away before, like I said, you know, when I was in a, a sophomore in high school, you know, I, I I didn't I wasn't prayed up enough and I and I fell big time flat mm-hmm. on my face. I did try to go back. I went back to the Lord and I, I rededicated my life. But James, something was not this. It wasn't the same. I let the enemy get in my head and I would go back. I went back to my church and it was just like I felt people were staring at me and judging me and they might have been. But instead of you know what saying, hey, I rebuke you, Satan, get behind me and serving the Lord, I didn't. I could not handle the pressure of seeing those people look at me because they knew I fell. Well, see, God don't do that. God don't sit there and tell you, oh, those people are making fun well, of that you. Was, that was the enemy talking to yeah, me. Yeah, that was the enemy. Yeah, yeah God don't do that. The second time and left, I, I just, I said, that, that I felt like my prayers was going ceiling high and coming back at me. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard Christians today, they're strong Christians. I'm like, you're listening to the wrong spirit. I, that was me because he. Hey, I've done it. And I did. I walked off, and I was I was away from the Lord, and I was away from God for almost thirty something years. Wow. And six, almost seven years ago. But you know what? Almost seven years ago. I praise God that God brought you back Amen. because Sister Deb, you wouldn't be sitting here today. Amen. Amen. You know we're we're going to go into heaven, and I'm going to, we're going to stand before the Lord, and and, and I want to hear, you know, thou good and faithful servant. Amen, brother. I mean. I want to hear the Lord say, James, I'm proud of you. I desire that much from my father. You know, just I'm proud of you, James. And he's going to say the same to you, Deb. He's going to say, I'm proud of you, Deb. You did it. You did what I asked you to do. You know, and uh, like, again, I I, I beg you, if you don't know the Lord, it's the only time, the only thing I'm going to beg anybody on is salvation. Anything else I'm not going to beg you for. You you take it with a grain of salt, and that's it. But salvation, I will truly beg my heart out for you right. to to plead to God for forgiveness. I don't care what you're going through. You've heard enough of my test testimonies on here. If you're you know a regular listener, and if you're a new listener, go back. You you will hear the testimonies where God has brought us through, where He's took us, and where we're at today. Right, and He could do the same for you. And I don't care what it is. Amen. You got any more? No, that's it. I just, like I said, I just wanted to get the word out there. I just, I just wanted to let everybody know, James, that he's lurking. Right, he's out there, he's lurking. He's seeking to devour, and you know, just just keep your head up and keep your eyes on God. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. Before we before we uh, go any further, and I do the uh, the ending, uh, I want you to pray. Uh, say a few prayer for some. You know, just okay. go ahead. Our Father God in heaven, I hope and pray, Lord, that somebody out there heard this. Let it be out there. Let it get out there to their ears, Lord. Those that have ears to hear, let them hear what the the Spirit is saying. Let them understand, Lord, what they need to do. I ask you to go with us and lead us and guide each and everybody, Lord, within the sound of my voice that's listening. Just bless each and everybody, Lord, according to your will. Let everybody open their eyes up and see and understand, God, above what they need to do, dear Lord, above. Let them understand, Lord, that the time is winding up, Lord. Let them understand that he's out there and he's seeking to devour everything that he can. 
Lord, I ask you to just bless these people. Let them understand. Let them open up their ears. Let them understand. Let them hear what the Spirit is saying to them. Just knock on their hearts, Lord. Let them open up their hearts to you. Amen. God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you to bless us, lead us, and guide us. Bless me and James, Lord, as we try our best to put the word out there. Go with us, lead us, and guide us each and every step, Lord. We ask you to go with us and help us. Lord, bless each and everybody out there listening today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. That was Sister Deb. And if you want to listen to Sister Deb, she's got her own show every two weeks, and we call it Bible Talk. And if you want to email Sister Deb, you can email her at K at gmail.com, and that's her show. Every two weeks, she hosts the show, Bible Talk. And if you can't remember that, you can go to the website and you can look on the description. Uh, and that's at hor421.buzzsprout.com. You, and whatever platform that you listen, listen to it on, it should be in the description there. It'd be Apple, Google, Spotify, your computer. Uh, and if you guys like to support the show, you can also support the show, hor421.buzzsprout.com. And there is a support link there that allows you to do from $3 to $10 monthly. If you want to do a one-time support, PayPal slash HOR421. And I thank everybody for listening. This is your host, J.D. Thank you again. Tune in next week. For God so loved the world, he gave the only begotten son. Death, whosoever believeth in him, cannot perish, but have everlasting life. For God does not return to the world, but to condemn the world, so that the world will give might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God